0: a user who calls himself Renegade's Rule 33 was facing a crisis. He thought he hated his sister who was mentally handicapped. Renegade's sister is nonverbal autistic, meaning she needs 24/7 supervision even at the age of 12. She can't speak. She suffers fits and anything she gets her hands on, she destroys. Renegade suspected Hayden's sister made him a tremendous asshole and he would have gone to his parents with these feelings. Except his father took every opportunity to remind Renegade he was quote, put here to be her caretaker. For example, if Renegade turned off his phone at the movie theater, he was grounded for not being available for babysitting. If he went AWOL to hang out with other high school seniors after class he was punished since age seven renegade lived in the basement with his broken toys because his sister needed the upstairs room by his parents and when she came down to visit his hideaway she targeted his things for demolition finally the day arrived when renegade was ready to talk about college and moving out he sat down with his father to discuss where he might go away for school for this part We'll quote from Renegade's Reddit post. My father joked I should get a degree that pays so well that when they're gone, I could take care of my sister. I don't know why, but this caused me to break down. I cried, I screamed about how it was always about her. I'm nothing more than a caretaker to them, that they always make it about her and that I'm expected to be her slave for the rest of my life. Renegade locked himself in his room. Then he got on Reddit and spilled his guts. Admitted that he hated his handicapped sister. And that even by admitting he hated her, he should be full of shame. Finally ended his story. Not by asking for sympathy, but for public judgment. He wanted to know one thing. Am I the asshole here? And the community voted on it you're listening to the Reengineered you this is a podcast about self-empowerment and all the myths lies and misconceptions we tell ourselves then we use science and history to bust those myths and re-engineer a better you i'm your host todd laments the extrovert
1: And I'm the writer, researcher, and introvert, Joe Anthony, whose job it is to dig through the outer layer of no duh on the internet.
0: The TV show Seinfeld lasted nine seasons and had 180 episodes. NBC earned 200 million a year from Seinfeld till its end in 1998. Just last year, two decades after the curtain fell on Seinfeld and his asshole friends, Netflix offered 500 million for the rights to air the show in its entirety. Why is this important? Because one of the most successful shows on the planet was secretly built around one question, a question Seinfeld and his friends would ask over and over in a variety of ways after doing despicable things. Am I the asshole? This question, wondering out loud if you're the asshole in a messy, socially complex spat, was so entertaining it set the dial for 90s television. But we don't have Seinfeld anymore. Instead, we have a Reddit sub forum where hundreds of thousands of people go to vote on each other's borderline assholeness. So today, we're busting myths about borderline asshole behavior. Mislike. Myth 1 Social media posts are just echo chambers of our own warped views. Nobody on this Reddit forum is actually helping anyone, right? Myth two. These people have to know they're the assholes. Just like the guy who cuts you off in traffic knows he's a jerk. A-holes know they're a-holes. Otherwise, they'd be nicer. Myth three. Can thousands of people telling you, yes, you are in fact an asshole, improve your emotional intelligence? If so, what's the next step? Could millions of voters help improve your behavior? Could an artificial intelligence?
1: Okay. Well, I'll start by asking: Before this episode came up, have you heard of the "Am I the Asshole?" posts on no, Reddit? No, i have not. Have you heard of Reddit?
0: Yes, because you reference it a lot. You right <laughs> <for> the show. <laughs> but before that, yeah, you know, I've I've heard of it and I've read things on it. If you Google anything. It, it it circles back there, right? Yeah, to to me it it felt a little bit like
1: Quora, like it, it felt like an ant a question and answer website.
0: Yeah, Except so a little bit more public.
1: Yeah, or like yeah, maybe like a blog or you know how to do it or or you know one of those kind of things.
0: Yeah. DIY D- blog on steroids, kind of. Right.
1: What well, I, I didn't know this until looking into it. Um, but Reddit is apparently one of the largest quarters of the internet to give you some context for its size. Um, when you talk about just raw traffic, uh, Reddit, so like Microsoft office, the the office.com, they only get slightly more traffic than Reddit does in a day. And Reddit is slowly eking them out. So like, Holy shit. (laughs) They're, they're, (laughs) by traffic they are actually bigger than TikTok and here's the one that shocked me Reddit is bigger than LinkedIn as far as like how many people visit in a day there's a lot of subreddits there's political subreddits there are subreddits for artists and writers there are subreddits for pretty much anything um, a lot of them are support groups a lot of them are like asking life questions or killing time for fun so Reddit isn't as much of a Quora or a Q&A site as I thought originally.
0: Well, the premise of the show I'm thinking about is when we watch reality TV, is that what we're doing with every character that's, whether it's really faking the reality TV or if it's more realistic? Aren't we kind of judging them on how they live their life? And-
1: yeah, it's, it's looking at them and, and comparing them to us. Like, is their behavior out of hand? Because if theirs is, you know, how do I stack up? Now, just for an example, if I tasked you with the idea of making a Reddit website or just a website in general where you take 10,000 random people and you made them decide like case by case, like Judge Judy, you know, who is the asshole between these people? um, What kind of rules would you put in place?
0: the tough one you don't want it to be too religious so then you can't get the whole story you don't want them to be too political right
1: <laughs> right those those are in place if you're the head judge among 10,000 judges i come to you and i tell you uh i did something terrible um i'll actually give you a real example if you're okay with it i went to a dinner party i was tired it was after work i didn't really want to go and my friends convinced me like it was, you know, come on, you know, go out. You know, you, you have the time off. I'm exhausted, but they're like, you can sleep after. And it was just badgering me into going to a dinner party. And once I got there, it was everybody is like there, there's like eight of us at a table. And they're going around the table and they're trying to prompt me into talking about something. Now, we do this show. and and so what that does is it it kind of have you had this experience where friends and family know that you cover so many topics in a week that like you can talk about things you you have something chambered for almost any situation
0: definitely we have plenty of content yeah and at 100 episodes right now there isn't much (laughs) (laughs) self-help that won't trigger a story Whether it's about Evil Knievel or Abe Lincoln or something.
1: Right. I feel the same way. My friends feel the same way. They were hoping to trigger a story. What they triggered was me being tired and annoyed. And I said something pretty awful. I said, you know, uh, I don't need to be dragged out to entertain boring people. Oh, yeah, that is.
0: <laughs> You're charming as a rattlesnake, Joe. <laughs> I see the judgment in your eyes. I I know where
1: this is going. I've worked so hard on your soft skills <laughs> to have you blow it
0: all out publicly. I'm disappointed in you.
1: This is yeah, this is why we're gonna get canceled. It's gonna be me. Um so if I came to you with this story and I was like, I need you and ten thousand people to tell me whether or not I was being an ass.
0: Um I feel for you on this because this is like the comedian. Everywhere they go, people tell them to say something funny, tell a joke, right? Yeah. And you use up a lot of your niceness and, at work. Sometimes when you're tired and cranky, you've already used up all your pleasantries. Right.
1: Yeah, be entertaining. Please. Like, that. that's what they're asking. It's like the monkey just dance,
0: right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, the the rules that exist on this subreddit. There are a lot, if you're if you're wondering. Um it, it's easy for these ten thousand judges to want to get into sermonizing and morals. It's easy for the people who have been judged harshly. Like if you and your ten thousand judges tell me I'm an ass, I'm not allowed to argue with it. I can't be like, but you know, you guys aren't l- looking at it from my side enough. Like, you you know, see through my eyes.
0: Yeah, this is not a launch to a debate. This is... Right. You're being sentenced at this point.
1: So that is... Um, rule three is accept your judgment. We're not here to debate broad views is the very first sentence in that rule. Um,
0: no yeah buts.
1: Yeah, no yeah buts. Um, rule five is no violence. You're not allowed to mention violence. You're not allowed to reference it from media phrasing you're not allowed to threaten you're not even allowed to talk about it in your own story so if in real life i had said i'm not here to entertain boring people and i flip my plate and slap somebody i wouldn't even be able to talk about it on the subreddit this is purely for like social context
0: seeing this one very publicly that just happened with the will smith slapping thing um that made me feel like somebody should get him yeah you know, I couldn't help but have that feeling that he did that, so eye for an eye. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's only fair, you know. We
1: need to convince Will Smith to do the Am I the Asshole. Like he should be the celebrity Am I the Asshole post, just to ask everybody, hey, I slapped a tiny comedian uh <laughs> for for making fun of my wife. That'd be an interesting one. Um now here's a funny one. Rule nine is do not ask for advice which is funny because everyone is supposed to be on this reddit for arbitration they're they're supposed to be there to get their social antenna tweaked but oftentimes you get advice you know the general public will you know they'll they'll tell you whether or not you're an asshole and then so many of them will actually offer you know try doing this so um, and we'll get to how helpful that is, because they do vote. They, they will vote on whether you're an asshole or not, and then they will vote on each other's comments. So eventually a Yoda will emerge out of the, the thousands of comments, the murk of comments.
0: I like that, because someone will give you advice. But as you and I both know, with any kind of feedback, it can be worded in a way that you actually hear it and use it. And that is a skill in itself. Right. So many
1: comment section uh on the internet is just a mess of bad advice and then straws in the you know uh, needles in that haystack of good advice this reddit forum tries to push the good needles up to the top
0: i think a quick empathizing with anybody no matter how stupid they are whether it's a traffic ticket or murder goes a long
1: ways right i think so yeah It, it you can't correct somebody's behavior without first empathizing with them um rule 11 and you'll notice we're skipping around because some of these are for our um episode here it is more germane uh, as far as whether it's going to help us or not when we post rule 11 is no partings or relationship or sex or reproduction advice they ban you forever if you ask about sex dating ghosting people attractions now relationships do come up people will mention that when they did an awful thing they're with their wife or like you know this is a a sister-in-law that they're about to tell you know to to go away forever like shut them out of the house um there are things that have to do with relationships but if this if reddit allowed you to just complain about your relationship that's all the forum would become it would just be about, oh, he said, she said, you know, aren't I in the right kind of crap. Rule 12 and 13 are no debating and no revenge stories. And again, when we talk about like revenge uh, or, or at least being validated for your views, that's not what people are here for. They, they are actually asking, did the thing I do make me uh, the jerk in the situation? Oh, and the important part, if someone is found to be the asshole by the voting public, it stays. Um, Many of these assholes in quotes, uh, when the public finds them to be in the asshole territory, they delete their accounts afterwards sometimes. Um, So it's kind of nice to start there. There are subreddits of this separated out by people who were found to be the asshole. And I was wondering, Todd, would you like to start with an asshole? I think I got one. Okay.
0: (laughs) And this is a a current one. This this is a man who lives with his pregnant wife. Now, they aren't getting along. And he kind of takes it on like she kind of has some mental health issues. Um, She's very critical of him, very mean to him. And so right away this kind of hit a nerve with me because sometimes you get people who whether they have a handicap or you know they're pregnant or they're 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 going through some stuff and then you kind of have to walk on eggshells around them and that's kind of the feeling I got. And so what happens is he's just very unhappy with his home life. She's very critical of him. They're, they it sounds like they're the part of the relationship where they're bickering over food and who made this sandwich and you ate my food. Just real to me, seems kind of juvenile, immature it's stuff. Kind of like
1: social debt. Like, you you did this thing for me. I need reciprocation. I'll add each other's throats constantly.
0: I'm a pregnant woman. Treat me like, treat your wife like a, you should treat a pregnant woman. And there's some pressure on that. Okay. Well, he's stressed out of his mind. He goes to the gym one day, and this attractive woman comes up to him and flirts with him and kind of asks him out. And he's not having it, rejects her. He goes home, and his wife, who's usually not happy to see him, jumps, runs to his arms, hugs him, kisses him, and said, Honey, I tested you. I sent one of my hot friends to hit on you in the gym, and you rejected her. I love you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, this guy's. So, first off, I, I've, I've got something to say about this, obviously. When you're in your 20s, the gym is a good place to pick up on other people. When you're in your 30s and you're in a relationship, that is a breath of silent air. Like you're not there to hit on people. You are just like, oh thank god. It's quiet lifting time.
0: <laughs> Let me push back on that. I think okay. <laughs> I think anyone who's a gym regular, 30s, 40s would appreciate even if they didn't follow up on it.
1: I hadn't thought about that, but the the, the ego boost.
0: Yeah. Okay. That okay. some young, attractive woman at the gym sees you and thinks you're attractive.
1: I was just thinking about from the perspective of getting out of the house where you're having arguments every 10 minutes, but...
0: Joe would rather go to a Siberian prison, a labor <laughs> camp, than go to the local gym here. He's an you've, outside exerciser.
1: You've been to my gym? The Siberian labor <laughs> camp? That's what it's called. So how does he respond it, like this almost sounds like a country song like i tested you at the gym with my hot friend they did how does he take
0: it he's best okay he feels betrayed and lied to and he wants to know if it's okay to ask if he moves out with his pregnant wife at home
1: okay so he he ditches her i mean like he or at least that's his intent
0: yeah t- you know tough talk right Okay. Anytime someone's wondering about eating your sandwich, if your wife's eating your sandwich, I am thinking it's just you know I am kind of wondering what his maturity (laughs) levels and what resources he has if he's that upset over a sandwich.
1: Yeah, that's true. This all starts with yeah.
0: um, Can you afford to get divorced? Yeah. The baby's gonna have child support too. So I, I
1: (laughs) we already spoiled it a little bit by talking about we're gonna read an asshole post. The public. Said he was an asshole. Like, like Reddit, you know, 10,000 people voting, or however many people weighed in on his part. They said, You're an asshole. Apologize. You know, she might be acting crazy, but this is pregnancy. You don't kick a pregnant wife out of your
0: house. I hope my wife doesn't do this to me. Test you? not in this way <laughs> <laughs> I'd, i wouldn't do anything but i'd certainly be flattered by the attention yeah what do they say about her is that okay for her to do it she could just do whatever that doesn't matter
1: well i remember i skimmed the comment section just because i wanted to know who is sticking up for us assholes like i was i was offended on his behalf i'm like who is going to stick up for these poor jerks who have you know hold all the cards um, not a lot of people stuck up for him but those who did were like yes she was acting suspicious she's sending spies after you it's crazy behavior but you don't kick your pregnant wife out of the house like that That was it, when you boil down to the, the lowest denominator of this it's you don't respond with somebody who is paranoid and acting like that You don't, you don't boot them out just on principle
0: don't you think that there's two sides to every story and we need to hear both sides?
1: I absolutely do. And I kind of wish some of these people would get their ex or spouse or whoever they're having an argument with would grab them and be like, hey, could you post on Reddit next?
0: Well, yeah, because a couple of sentences they say changes the whole perspective.
1: Yeah, totally. She might come back and be like, I bought all the groceries that week. It was my sandwich. When you read this, did you ever get the feeling that it might be fake?
0: Not with this, I didn't. But when I think about you've asked the fake question. You know these talk shows that have these comedy things where they say, um, they set people up on dates and then say, why didn't you call the person back? These are all over the radio. They've been on for years. They're all phony baloney. They're all actors and actresses.
1: The radio ones especially,
0: yes. And they say, oh, we send flowers to to somebody and, and then we'll see you know, who they thank or who, who they want. We're to give them free flowers and you send it to who, they, who you want. Even after I found out those were fake, I still like listening to them. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe even more. And I'm thinking, this is so fake and phony baloney and I'm still, you know.
1: I used to listen to morning radio pranks where they would like call people up and prank them. I found out most of those are just completely BS. 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. I still, I still kind of giggle at them. Like it still gets me, but yeah, they're they're mostly BS. Um, somebody, I mean, many people, because some of these are so well worded or structured as a story. Um, some people have asked the moderators of, "Am I the asshole? Uh, you know, are these fake? Are they made up?" Um, now I'm going to quote them directly because I I like their answer. I, I think that it. it It serves a bigger purpose, and I didn't realize this. Um, the The moderators say in the FAQ, quote, Sometimes, very real circumstances might seem absurd to you. When we judge whether or not a post is creative writing or a work of fiction, we don't ask ourselves, is this likely to happen? We ask ourselves, would Florida man do it? Remember, people often post here on their worst day. When I was first told about Am I the Asshole, I had seen it in comment sections. I had never gone to it. When Rachel told me about it, um, I was in the car with my aunt, who doesn't go online very often. Like, she's anti-technology. And my young cousin, who is in her 20s. So, like, two completely different demographs than I am. You know, a Gen Xer and a Gen Zer. Um... I'm in the car, and I mentioned, I was like, oh, you know, uh, somebody suggested that I do an episode about Am I the Asshole? They both lit up. My aunt had seen it on TV. So, some of these stories had gotten on television, like, like you know, some, some late evening show had been doing these stories. And then um, my cousin had read them, like, had spent hours and hours and hours on the forums reading these posts. So, I want to know why are people attracted to this? Why is this such an incredibly popular
0: corner of the internet? Well, and there's that there, and I don't know what network it is, but it's it's uh, done by the Dateline Forty Eight Hours kind of documentary people, and it says what would you do? And it puts people in live situations where you know maybe a kiddo might be in some kind of danger or something, and seeing who steps up and actually helps, which everyone said they would. Right, but when it's real situation and they don't know exactly what to do because we don't always enact actor. we're not all first responders, right?
1: Right, I think I think that is a big part of it. Is um, we like challenging situations that reveal our character. We like to see other the people best have in that our happen. character. Yeah, yeah, good. The Captain good America
0: stuff, not the when we. <laughs> Not when we get cranky and start yelling at our pregnant wife over a sandwich that she ate, <laughs> right? The, right. Because we all do stuff that we're embar- that. Raise your hand if you said or done something that is so embarrassing, so little, so mean.
1: I, I don't think I can't not raise my hand like that. that <laughs> raise both your hands. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know you're gonna talk about my one of our favorite subjects, and it's social grooming. Yes. <laughs> is gossip, is good gossip, is that good social grooming?
1: Well, okay. We've we've done episodes about gossip and how it's not all negative. Um, there are a couple reasons why this am I the asshole thing might be popular. It could be schadenfreude, where we like seeing people in discomfort. It could be us naturally keying off good stories, where we like that to see somebody challenged into revealing their personal inner character. Um Robin Dunbar, uh the evolutionary psychologist mentioned um that gossip as grooming, that humans groom each other like we're picking nits out of each other's hair like chimps do. Except for us, um we are primping each other's clothes. We are you know, we've we found an easier, more effective way to maintain our relationships. We don't have to sit behind each other's back and literally groom each other. Instead, we can do chit-chat. We can gossip, and we can build social networks, and we can basically spend that same time showing that we care about somebody else. But instead of doing it with tiny insect parasites, we do it with each other's emotions and each other's social abilities.
0: Isn't there strength, um, you know, and get to the top of your social group by being in the know, by knowing about other groups, of knowing about things that have happened, knowing about maybe negative things about other people and bringing those things to light. Absolutely. If
1: um, we have found articles that talk about how if you are well gossiped, if you are in the know among the group, you can, you know, you're, you're informed who is the dangerous one, who is the nice one, who might have food for you come winter, who might help you on a hunt, who might club you on the back.
0: Well, so we've done a few. How many, how many episodes have we done where we've at least quoted Dunbar or talked about some of his findings? <laughs>
1: um, I would say at least 10. Like it, it's, it's closer to a dozen probably.
0: I got something for you. Next time you're in a social thing and you see someone you haven't seen in a while, this is what you say, and I've been using this, and it goes over real well. I'll say, Kate, what juicy gossip do you have for me? <laughs> and people do exactly what you just did. Their face lights up. <laughs> yeah, they
1: don't look at it as negative. If you say it with good humor, you know. they, they're excited. They wanna share something.
0: Let's share, let's connect.
1: Yeah. Um, now, gossip as service, gossip as grooming. I, I asked my aunt my family's matron later, um, after that dinner party, if I was being a dick when I'd said I wasn't there to entertain boring people, she said yes. She was like, yeah, you, you were being a jerk. You know, you can you can be forgiven for being tired and you can be forgiven for saying, I don't feel like telling stories right now. But, you know, if you respond badly, it, it, it reflects on your character. Um,
0: Did you get up and storm out?
1: Uh, from my aunt's car, yes, I did. No, I <laughs> no. They they left me alone. In
0: my head, you were at a, like a dinner party. There was like nice silverware. you, you know. It was more scene. like
1: it was a hipster dinner party. We were out, and it was like wine flights. So like everybody was trying different drinks and eating chili. Um, but I had one person, my aunt, telling me, you know, I was an ass. If you have Hundreds of thousands of people online telling you you're an ass. Um, Those juicy tidbits you you said, you know, the the do you have any good gossip for me? Those juicy tidbits are what teach us how to be emotionally mature humans, what to do and what not to do. That's effectively what Am I the Asshole is doing for people. It's not just reading about a holes who send their girlfriends off to like test your man like a spy. It's not just reading about that because it's entertaining. It's Seinfeldian, which it is. But it is good because it calibrates us. It, it, it gives us, you know, of those 10,000 people weighing in, there's a couple thousand wise matrons. There's a couple thousand, you know, uh, old men who have been there. There are a couple thousand, you know, young guys who are socially hip. And they're all weighing in. And opposed to one matron shaking their head and sighing you get the final judgment of all of these people.
0: And on point, your own tribe is gonna kind of side with you a lot. Yeah. And they might even justify your jerk behavior because they're that same kind of tribe, but when you get out of that and you see what different people, <laughs> or I say people with real problems, right?
1: Right, you, you want that diversity of people to catch your blind spots that, is, that serves you better. Um, Vice did an article about this um, uh, subreddit. They, they did an article about Am I the Asshole? And they talked about actor-observer asymmetry. Uh, Gladwell talks about this in Talking to Strangers. The idea is that if you are acting like an asshole, you do what I do. You say, I was tired. I had an off day. Yeah. I was being pressured. I was being put on the spot. Okay. Yeah. And it's not necessarily wrong justification, but you, uh, with actor-observer asymmetry, you're more likely to say, my behavior comes from situational factors, my environment. Whereas when other people act like an asshole, we say it's their person, it's their character. So in my example, I was saying it's my situation, but in fact, what I react to in a situation is what makes me an asshole.
0: I was in a very unhealthy relationship for many, many years, and I remember one time when I was really fed up, I said something very, very mean, and I was yelling at my, um, at my partner at the time, and I said, you know what? You're not just acting like a bitch. It's not an act. You are a bitch, it's just who you are. And I really meant, you know what I mean? Because it's like, this wasn't just a behavior thing that was going to pass. Like, she's acting like that right now. <laughs>
1: yeah. You're not just is, acting. Is that
0: a terrible thing to say?
1: It, I'm laughing because it's terrible and funny. <laughs> I, it actually,
0: it is an ironic... Um, it was said out of pain of being just fed up. with like.
1: Yeah. I, I do apologize for laughing at your pain, but it's, it's, <laughs> it is weird that you're insult your your painful lash out is actually about this actor observer asymmetry (laughs) like it it hits on it um okay i want to i want to share one of these that isn't just somebody asking am i the asshole this is a post where he knows he's the asshole and that's what makes it fun um so do you want to do you want to take this one
0: Now, this is kind of interesting because I'm just going through all these different posts and it's kind of shocking. Like, you'll see that 3.8 million people have already voted if you're a jerk or not. (laughs) And they'll say 30,000 people right now are judging you. Right. (laughs) So that's kind of like, wow, you know, you really, that's a lot of people.
1: Some of these have so many comments. Like, the one we're looking at right now. There's like 2,000 people who have just just the comments.
0: I'm just going to read this one. This is a short one, um, and I want to hear what you, your take on it is. So verbatim. My 20-year-old daughter and her fiancé are currently staying with us. I love my daughter, but she is more difficult, very difficult, and I can't stand her fiancé. I gave them a deadline to move out because I just can't take this anymore. They got into a massive fight the other day when my wife was out. I guess a pair of my wife's underwear got caught got in their laundry, and she thought he was cheating. I think the fact that she immediately jumped as cheating shows how bad the relationship is. She was waving the underwear around, and I recognized them because of the floral print, but this was just so ridiculous. I just let the fight go on. My wife came home after about 30 minutes, and she said they were hers. My wife and I didn't realize they were hers, and I accidentally laughed. My daughter burst into tears and won't talk to me anymore. Her fiancé stormed out of the house, but my wife thought it was funny.
1: <laughs> okay, so.
0: this sounds kind of white trashy, isn't it, a little bit?
1: It sounds like a a dad prank gone wrong it does sound a little white trashy but to me it, it screams more of like this is the dad that doesn't respect the the son-in-law and so he's just going to let them fight until they break up and and using his wife's underwear and just not correcting them when they think it's a you know the um the evidence of cheating that to me is funny but i mean he's do you think he knows when he posts this that everyone's going to vote he's an asshole?
0: See, I see. I don't know if he is. I almost, I'm against this kid that's staying with him. I think when you live <laughs> with f- when you live with family and your mother in law and your father in law, you're supposed to kind of kiss up for re- free rent. It's kind of the trade, right?
1: Okay. So <clears throat> I'm going with he probably knows he's an asshole. Todd is going with maybe he's got a point. Um, he was voted asshole. Like, like, um. So there's like, it puts a little tag up at the top of the page once these have been up for long enough for the voting to go through. I just need way more information. Yeah,
0: I need to talk to all the parties involved. I need to look at them. I think that's a big one. Just put eyes on these people and see who we're dealing with.
1: Would you use that as a method to get someone to break up? Like, if if these two were toxic together. Um, would you let them have a misconception that breaks them up?
0: No, because they, they have enough. They're fighting all the time, anyways. They they'll fight over what kind of cereal there is. They'll find a reason to fight. So you that don't is need true. to manufacture anything.
1: I'm gonna put a caveat on this. I'm gonna I'm gonna vote, but I'm gonna say asshole, but justified. If their relationship is this rocky without him, yes, he's an asshole for letting them have their misconception, but it's not like he did anything worse
0: he'd be better off doing the hot girl at the gym routine yeah (laughs) that'd be more effective than this
1: okay so i have a question just generally about this there were so many people that voted on that uh on whether or not this you know dad humor is asshole or not um so i have a question for you if you knew this guy if he was, say, like on your sales force, you have this guy, this, this immature a-hole, who is willing to, you know, basically prank his daughter into breaking up with her boyfriend. Um, we'll, just for hypothetical, this guy deleted his account. His name says deleted. So we'll just call him Joe. So let, let's say you have an asshole named Joe on your sales team and you want to correct his behavior. It's COVID. Times are tough. You can't fire him. And he refuses to learn a little emotional intelligence. If you knew that Am I the Asshole, this post, could change his behavior, would you send him to it?
0: If it would work, absolutely. Okay. And I think if there's enough peer pressure and enough shame, you know, I always joke about that some of us, like myself, need shame. I think we do.
1: <laughs> Have you ever um, recommended the book EQ, Emotional Intelligence, to anyone?
0: No, you know how I feel about it emotional intelligence. <laughs> I think it's a bunch of bullshit because the people that read those and preach about it, the second they have the same problem I have, they're half as mature as I am about it. They're yeah. great when there's, they don't have any situational pain. They're great True. when you're going through a breakup or you lose your job, but when they do, God, they lose their mind.
1: Right. Maybe that's the key. Maybe the people that are preaching emotional intelligence are the ones that don't use it.
0: Or they're just Um, those flat-lined, low blood pressure. (laughs) You know what I mean? They're just just different kind of animal. They're just not emotional people.
1: They don't need to learn EQ. Um, We have a lot of studies in general um, about how emotional intelligence does help us, but maybe not in the way we preach it. Maybe not the way we hand it out. So instead of handing somebody uh, like this guy a book about emotional intelligence what if we could just give them a simulator? What if we could sit them down at a computer and they played a video game and it just ran them through social interactions? It taught them emotional intelligence by having them react to people.
0: That seems very valuable. Okay. And that seems to be, to me, um, better structure than the peer group that you pick. Yeah. Who will put up and actually reward you for your risky behavior and your immature behavior i'm thinking of young men
1: yeah my peer group likes asshole behavior they they think it's funny it's entertainment they,
0: they think it's clever they think it's and you've talked about your upbringing and they're being in a critical household where that's seen as a sign of intelligence
1: right yeah you criticize people it is showing that you have the chops Um, well there is a a company we got this from Harvard Business Review it is an AI that can teach emotional intelligence it's called Gainsight and it's in the Bay Area and basically what they do is they use Gong and zoom to record calls between India based managers these are customer success managers Um, and they run them through these simulations and then they take the data and they feed it into a training simulator that helps CSMs prepare for upcoming calls. So basically, they take almost this Reddit model where instead of having 10,000, 40,000, however many thousand people tell you whether or not you're an asshole, that's just correcting one little aspect of emotional intelligence. That's just looking at you know, the sharpest part of your reactions. What if we could take an AI and correct everything and all you have to do is sit your employee, you know, Joe the asshole, down and have them do this simulator.
0: I think it's worth a try, right? Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's not too expensive. If, if it worked one times out of ten, it would be great. <laughs> or if you could just kind of <laughs> shave off some of the really bad things that
1: they do. Yeah, even if it was just 10% better, it would be
0: worth so much. I don't know why I'm saying they. Even my own behavior, Yeah. I could use this tool to become you know, to soften my soft skills.
1: That's a good question. Okay, so we've, there are programs out there to help your memory. There's there's apps that help you, you know, learn better math skills, better language skills. There could be an emotional intelligence app on your phone someday that is just a person simulator. Um, and if you're wondering if, if EQ helps, emotional intelligence helps, um, I read a, uh, we're going to link to a Yale study Um, where they found out that um, emotional intelligence was helpful, higher rated than IQ in predicting team success. Now there's one other AI I want to talk about real quick, if you don't mind. There's something called a Cyrano AI, which is patented technology, and it's geared toward customer communication. It works with identifiable priorities and goals, and, like, what state of mind they exhibited in their last conversation. So kind of like a a chat bot, sort of. Um, It calls workers in real time and gets feedback through, like, text and prompts. And basically it sets up a step-by-step system to overcome a problem that it can identify. So like an unhappy customer, basically. So instead of me calling you and saying, you know, Todd... Where is my X, Y, or Z? You know, I'm an unhappy customer. I need your help. This machine will basically just gauge their interaction, figure out what they want, and sort of take the temperature of their mood. So we keep talking about this AI system as if um, AI is going to help us figure out how to be more emotionally intelligent ourselves. But... Even better than that is if we teach AI how to be more emotionally intelligent by making them interact with millions of people. So what if, you know, we teach ourselves EQ, even better, what if we can teach AI EQ so they can be the customer interaction for us?
0: So then you have to watch how you talk to, so when you're talking to that automatic thing over the phone, (laughs) you start to swear or change your language. To get better, to skip ahead in (laughs) the line. Everybody how to manipulate this.
1: Everybody learns the trick of like what mood will get me attention faster from this AI.
0: (laughs) It all sounds great. My only concern is that I kind of see this as um, a self help thing where people they'll say there's a book about how to control your ego. So people will buy and read that book and think, oh, Joe Joe Anthony needs to read this. You know, we think this is good for everyone but ourselves.
1: Right. Yeah, this is for everyone else, not for me. So our last Am I the Asshole post here, we wanted to get an example of one where um, the Internet actually helped to correct someone's behavior. Um, I won't spoil too much of this, but basically, by and large, I see a lot of schadenfreude. I see a lot of people looking at the assholes on this website and, and kind of shaming them and laughing at them. But honestly, I see a shocking amount of people where they get good advice, they actually take it, and they come back and they post again. They, they do a follow-up. And the follow-up is oftentimes rated more popular because people learn from it. Which is, it's strange to me to see a, a positive social interaction online. Is that a weird thing for me to be, you know, to, to find interesting?
0: And follow people's advice,
1: yeah, um, so do you mind uh reading that for us?
0: This is a story about a man who becomes very insensitive at first, he's very supportive his um significant other his partner's girlfriend has depression issues. She's had these all these her life um it shows itself in her moping around, crying um becoming antisocial. And then while this is going on, he tries to be supportive. He tries to cheer her up. He tries to do things for her. Then she loses her job. She has some situational things in her life go bad. And she becomes even more depressed. He kind of gets sick of trying to cheer her up. And he comes home one day and all she's doing is watching Netflix and eating cereal. And she hasn't done anything for a long time. So he finally snaps. He can't handle anymore. And he says, depression is not a reason to be lazy. In this meanest, nastiest voice. Okay. And everyone thought he
1: was being a jerk. I it's important to note this is a man who has not suffered depression. Because if you have depression, you know that he's right, it's not a reason to be lazy, but when you are depressed, you can't do things. Like like you're we, we did a you're Lincoln paralyzed. episode. Yeah. yeah the The most active man who ever tried to save the country, Abe Lincoln, would go into paralysis, curl up into a chair, and stop moving. So like if Abe Lincoln can't fold laundry when he's depressed, this woman shouldn't be expected to do the same.
0: Um, well, he took this advice he read through the two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> And he went back to her and he gave her some space. She stayed with her mother for a few days and eventually they met up and he said where his head was at. He apologized and he said, I want to work on a relationship. And then she explained to him that she's in therapy now, that she's taking classes, that she's working on becoming her best self. And and what she, she said was she was looking for work, but she kept getting rejected and that was making her more depressed. So. This is kind of what we're talking about before. When you hear both sides of the story, it, it kind of it doesn't make her look just like a lazy doing nothing. She has, you know, chronic depression and the situation in her life and her relationship are making it even worse. But to his credit, he took what he learned from this and he implemented it, and their relationship is doing a lot better.
1: That's incredible.
0: So she started exercising, working, got a plan, and he supported her for, through the whole thing.
1: That's not the internet I know and love. The internet <laughs> I know would would Joe Rogan her and like she she would be a, given a harsh talking to and then pranked. Somebody would prank her because I've watched YouTube, that's how it works.
0: My favorite line from this is we are both putting more effort in and the communication is a lot better. That's lovely. The internet is an echo chamber. If you're logging onto Facebook to rail about politics or religion, you're not actually expecting insight. You're there to get your beliefs validated or to get your daily dose of moral outrage. However, if you go to the internet with your hat in your hand, generally seeking to get your social antenna tuned by the masses, you might be pleasantly surprised. In every good story, there's a mentor who steps in to correct the main character's misbeliefs. Luke Skywalker had Obi Wan. Rocky had Coach Mickey. Goodwill Hunting had Robin Williams. Well, if you don't have a mentor in real life, you can always turn to thousands of online commentators. And the public, in turn, will upvote the most helpful mentor. It's as if Yoda had told Luke there is no try, and the entire audience could downvote the Muppet who speaks in riddles to promote Obi Wan's solid advice instead. In her opening narrative, Renegade Rules 33 asked the entire internet if he was a monster for thinking he hated his handicapped sister. The best advice was upvoted and Renegade followed it. According to his follow-up post, which is currently rated one of the top three posts ever, Renegade realized he didn't actually hate his sister. He hated how his family parentalized him too early, how they used him instead of hiring a professional care provider which is what parents are expected to do in his circumstances. Renegade even moved in with his grandfather, found evidence that his parents were squandering the money they'd been allowed in for childcare and confronted them about it. In short, the internet socially groomed Renegade and now he's escaped his parents' house, admitted that he actually loves his sister and is getting ready to attend college while he stays with extended family. As of his final post, Renegade's parents remain unapologetic, but he hopes to reconcile with them eventually. You've been listening to the re-engineered you. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You mean the world to us. We have a new episode every week.
1: You can connect with us at www.re-engineeredyou.com. That's where we have research links, show notes, feedback and blog articles for each of our episodes.
0: We're not experts in anything, but we've got an opinion on everything.